I posted the other day about when you look in the mirror, do you see the real you or do you see the fake you? And the fake you doesn't want the real you to come out. It doesn't want you to even breathe. Welcome to Ridley Speaks. I am your host, Carlos Ridley. And today we're going to be talking about fake and how being fake can impact you and the people around you. And I posted um, probably about a week ago a post that just said, when you look in the mirror, do you see the real you or do you see the fake you? And I think if we're honest with ourselves, that 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 reflection in the mirror really tells a story, right? And so you mean, so you say, well, what do you mean by fake? Well, like the dictionary will explain that fake is being or not being genuine, okay? And, you know, have you ever, how does this sound? A group of friends want to get together and... You know, they're starting to call people. They're inviting you like, hey, you know, we're going to go camping, you know, in the mountains. And, you know, we're going to get all the crew together. We want you to go. You want to go? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. And then they start naming off people who've gone. You know, there's Terry, there's Bob, there's Cindy, there's Rachel, there's Karen, there's Fred, there's Ronald. And in the back of your mind, you're saying, God, please don't let them say Rosie. There's Erica and Rosie. And you're like, oh, God, I don't want Rosie. Man, she's so freaking obnoxious. And so chunky and you start, you know, judging and going through the motions in your mind about why you don't want to go because to you, Rosie is just somebody you don't really care for, but you don't really know why you don't care for her. So anyway, you get to this, this camp and, you know, you decide to go and then, you know, you know exactly when Rosie insta- enters the door because you hear her and she's like loud, obnoxious, and she's running and hugging everybody and talking loud. And in the back of your mind, you're like, man, I'm just so tired just of listening to her. She's like wearing me out and I haven't even talked to her. And here she comes. And she's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, da, da. And I, I, I'm, it's good to see you and da, da, da. And then fake you turns on automatically. Hey, Rosie, how are you doing? Oh, it's still good to see you. I mean, I, I look at all your posts on Facebook and yada, yada, yada. You're just smiling. It's all fake because you don't care about her and her Facebook post and you're just wanting to end this conversation as soon as you can but she got that big smile on because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that's that's that fake right that's that fake that is like instead of like wondering why Rosie's loud and obnoxious to you she might have something going on in her life that you don't know about right but you really don't care because you rather fake you smiles in her face and tell her how you've seen things on Facebook or on social media and oh how you like this and how I like that. And it's all a lie, right? You're just trying to appease and get out of the conversation without looking bad. But that fake you has an impact, potential impact on Rosie and yourself because we don't know what's going on in Rosie's life. Rosie could be having issues that, you know, stretch way back. And then that's what her vice is, is to be loud, right? To be seen, to be heard because she's covering up something else. But what if instead of being fake, the real you, the real you that actually cares about people or the real you that likes to know what's going on in people's lives actually was present in that interaction. 
And when Rosie comes up to you saying hello and, you know, wanting to see you and, and speak with you, why, why not just say, hey, you know, what's, what's going on in your life? You know, is everything okay? You know, just to see what the response will be. Now, you might not even get a response because Rosie, in this example, might not want to talk about it, but it might spark something for her to open up down the road. Maybe not to you, but maybe to someone else. And then how does that impact you? Well, it just frees you up, not having to worry about Rosie or anybody else being obnoxious because at the end of the day, they're being who they want to be or need to be, and they might just be hurt. But you can free yourself from judging that person, keeping away from that person or whatever. So when I say look in the mirror, and that, and that goes for everyone, that's not just me speaking. I'm speaking from experience. I've looked in the mirror a lot of times and haven't been, um, haven't liked what I've seen in a lot of ways at different times of my life. And it's, it's an exercise that's very humbling if you actually really do it. I'm talking about actually looking in the mirror and seeing what actually comes back. What, what comes back when you look in the mirror? What do you actually see if you really look deep down? For me, I've seen variations of a lot of things. I've seen an a-hole, someone that's condescending, someone that's not listening, someone that's trying to look a certain way around people, be a certain way as if I'm, you know, this polished type of person. Where, where does that also play out in our lives? Not just individually or just in a, in a vacuum, but where, where are areas of our life that were fake? What about work? A lot of us have these corporate jobs or have had these corporate jobs and we feel like we are looked at a certain way. So we have to be a certain way and it's all fake. You know, the guy that starts out, you know, as a lower level employee and he kind of works his way up and he gets promoted and all of a sudden he's wearing a suit or a suit coat. <laughs> and he's walking around like, you know, he's middle manager, corporate Joe, talking different, walking different, acting different. And that's not to say when you move up, you know, up the ladder that, you know, things don't change for you, but your personality, your persona, when you know he's not that guy, but he's pretending to be. And so he puts all that stress on himself to be that corporate guy or have that corporate image. And it weighs on him because he's got to play that role every day he's at work or in front of the camera. And I've been in that role too. I've been in that corporate world where I've got to look the part, play the part because people are looking at me and I'm an African-American male and it's harder for me. So I've got to be a certain way. I've got to talk a certain way. I've got to have certain credentials. Then the list goes on and on and on and on. And you're just adding pressure. Unwanted, unneeded pressure because you want to live in this fake world. 
this fake world of not actually being yourself. So where else are we areas that we're fake in our lives? I mentioned work. What about church? What about in school? Around your friends, family, co-workers, people at your gym. And why, why, why are we fake? Like, why is it that we put this shield of another persona on ourselves? Probably because we're covering up some type of pain from in the past. And we may know of it, and but many times we don't. We just automatically put on this coat of falsehood that's really not us. And sometimes we put this cover on or being fake because we're scared. We're scared that if we're truly ourselves, people won't like us or people will disown us. And we build in our heads that I have to be this way. Now, we don't walk around going, it's a great morning today to be fake. I can't wait to be fake at work. It's just part of life. And we go out throughout life not even knowing that we're playing a role as if we're in a movie. But how does that play a role in your life and the people around you? How does that play when people really don't know who you actually are because you've been playing this role for so long? And I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Did this for at least 20 years, playing this role of not actually being who I am like 100% of the time. Because I know in my head, there's nothing wrong with who I am, like the real me. The real me is caring, loving, giving, supportive, funny. And I'm funny because I laugh at my own jokes. (laughs) The fake me is kind of the stoic. I'm smart, bright, corporate guy. You know what I found out is I'm not really that bright. I'm not really that bright as I think I was, but that's okay. It's like, it's okay, right? I make up if I make up for in other areas. I don't always have to be on the A game all the time. Because when you're in that mode, it's affecting others around you. It's affecting family members. It might be affecting your mother or your father or your brothers and sisters or your coworkers or your kids. And believe me, other people know that you're fake. Trust that. Think about relationships. Relationships start, everybody's fake. They don't know, you don't know about this other person, right? They don't know about you. 
you don't find out who they really are till well into the relationship. <laughs> and then each one of you is just waiting. When can I call out that fake? Here's how you call it out. You're in a relationship. You guys get together and you spend a lot of time with each other. And it's been six, seven months. Maybe you guys live together. Maybe you don't. But said now boyfriend comes over, said girlfriend's home. And, you know, for the first two months, anytime he was in the house or the apartment or wherever she lives, he would put the solid seat down after he used the restroom because that was fake him. And then when real him opened up, he used the restroom and he doesn't put the toilet seat down in the evening when he gets up late at night because he got a restroom. So what happens? Say girlfriend gets up. She goes to the restroom to use the restroom. And she falls into the toilet. And that's when the fun begins because now she's calling you out. Oh, you only put this toilet seat down to get me. That's not the real you. And then he responds, well, you used to wear makeup and wear nice clothes and all you do is wear sweats. <laughs> and so we begin. But it happens all over in different facets of life. And a lot of times we don't even know. It's just happening. Life's going by so fast and it's just happening. We walk by the mirror almost every day. And we sit there and we brush our teeth. We comb our hair. We do our makeup. We sing. We hold a, conf a concert in the mirror. But do you ever just take a deep breath and look at yourself and really look at yourself to say, who am I? Am I what I am on a daily basis or is that all cover? When I walk into work and I automatically step into the office, is there a light switch that comes on that makes me or puts me into a role that's not even me? And then if that's true, then why? Why do you have to be in that role? I would love for everyone to really see who they are and be who they are. You walk in that office and if people don't like what you wear, then so be it. They don't like the way you wear your hair, then so be it. They don't like where you go to church, then so be it. They don't like your politics, then so be it shouldn't change or force you to be something you're not. And sometimes that pressure of life because you have to be a certain way is just, is too much and it shouldn't be. But if we allow it, then it'll continue to happen. Like I said, I did things a certain way in character for a long time. And it worked to my advantage a lot. 
but I have to say overall, I wasn't able to be who I really am. And sometimes there's some backlash with that. There's sometimes there's some kickback. But it's refreshing to peel off of that cover and just be who you are. Be who, in a sense, God intended you to be. Without fear of someone not liking you. Because I can tell you this. Not everybody's ever going to like you because you're going to say something, do something that somebody is not going to like just because we're all different and it's okay. But you don't have to be fake. You don't have to play a role just to get by or just have people like you because the real you the authentic you is good enough. Always has been. That's what makes you you. That's what people really want. They really want the real you. And sometimes people are going to disagree and that's fine. We can all agree to disagree. Hopefully we'll respect. But at the same time, we have a lot of fake people walking around this world because they feel they have to be. Society has created this world of if you're not this, then you're that. And you feel like you're forced into a corner. What do I do? I have to be a certain way or these people are going to act towards me negatively and I don't want that. And a lot of this stuff is tied in. Last episode, we talked about power and then losing power. That is a sense of losing power when you feel like you have to change yourself to benefit others just because they want it that way. Do you want it that way? Do you want to be fake? Do you want to be in a space where you can't really truly be yourself. How about this? Are you a certain way that suppresses someone else from being themselves? Again, I can raise my hand on that. Being a certain way that suppresses people from being themselves. So they automatically turn to being fake. So when I say, have you looked in the mirror or when you look in the mirror, what do you see? It also goes for us on the other side that could be forcing other people to cover themselves up because they're scared. That's when things get really, really deep. Can you admit that if that is so? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I've been that dude or I've been that chick that has forced someone to be somebody they don't want to be? Think about if you're a leader at work or 
you're in a relationship. How have you contributed negatively in someone thinking that they have to force themselves to be fake or be a certain way? And the issue is not that you've done that or you're doing that, but the key is, can you identify it and then change it? Can you transform that way of being that helps people let them be themselves? When I look into the mirror and ask myself that question, it's very easy and it's very quick what comes up because you feel it in your heart and you know, you know. Deep down. What would it look like if everybody was, as we say, keeping it real or keeping it 100, allowed to be themselves, allowed to stray away from fear of what others might think would be interesting. Let me hear about it. Do you agree or disagree with the notion of people being fake? Do you even agree with people are fake? Subscribe to the podcast. As I mentioned, I'm on several platforms, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. Also follow me on Facebook at Carlos Ridley Speaks, on Instagram and Twitter at Ridley Speaks. And let's discuss this. Subscribe, share. I need more followers. Share this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. That's all the time we have today. I hope you have a great day. And thank you for listening to Ridley Speaks.